part of Illinois, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma, sponsored by Heller Ford. In the market for a new vehicle, look no further than the number one dealership in central Illinois. Heller Ford in El Paso, known for their selection prices and wonderful customer ratings. Shop online at hellerstores.com. Mostly sunny today, looking for a high of 27. Clear tonight, a low 12. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 39. 15 degrees right now. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Catherine Murphy on The Voice of Central Illinois. Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Hey, Craig Collins here. Scott Miller show with Catherine Murphy every single morning on your radio dial, AM 1230 WJBC. But since I'm here and I, I like my show open, I'm just going to play it. Uh, just uh, give me a second. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. On and on and on. Over there. No. Hello, no. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... Oh, <clears throat> there you go. We start becoming a team... This is the Craig Collins Show. Lord Jesus, oh God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. Okay, so it's not really the Craig Collins Show. Uh, it's actually, like I said, the Scott Miller Show. Uh, the Scott Miller Show with Catherine Murphy every single morning, AM 1230 WJBC. Man, we have a lot of guests today. Catherine, did you see the, the calendar? It's the revolving door of yeah, there's, people. There's a lot of guests. Uh, Tim Davis will be here with Direct Travel. Um, he will, well, he'll be talking to me on the phone. Uh, Jason Barrickman will be here in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk to Heartland Community College in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Cheryl Magnuson, will, or Mugnuson, is it Magnuson? I think it's, it's Magnuson. Magnuson. Thank yep. you very much. She'll be here at 9.15. Uh, they did the Rob Dobbs, uh, their, their interior design company. Mm-hmm. They created the whole Rob Dobbs thing. I got to talking to Rob Dobbs and Cheryl about how awesome it was and all the other stuff that they've done there. So we will talk to them, uh, Majestic Interior Designs. And then Brett Peterson, who's usually on in my afternoon show uh, with Busey Bank, will jump in early today because, uh, yeah, I'm not on in the afternoon. I've been working a lot, by the way. I did uh, the morning show on WBNQ yesterday. Then I did my own radio show. Then I stayed for the ISU game. So I was here from 7 a.m. until 9.45. And then back yesterday. again this morning. And then, yeah, I contemplated sleeping here. Uh, I don't know if you've ever it, known it anyone happens. on radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it happens, happens. In, especially in this building. Right. Well, it does? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know what the rules were here. I've only been here a few months, so I didn't know. Well, we get bad weather, and enough people live on the outskirts. That yeah. They're not going to make it home. So they just stay. Yep. See, that's fantastic. Uh, I've known a couple different radio guys um, in other markets, as well as actually John Williams. Um, and not that John used to sleep places, but he always had a couch in his office, even at GN, where anyone could crash. Like, oh, yeah. The rule was, like John said, go ahead. Just sleep here if you need to, and that couch was utilized heavily oh, yeah. by lots of people. Uh, but I did not. I made it home. I, I got up uh, just in the nick of time to get here today, and uh, stoked to be here, like I said. Did we'll you see- poke oh, you oh. about uh, seven, <laughs> make sure you're still awake. Actually, throughout. Like I think there should be some sort of like <laughs> just hitting prod. me with a stick. So, uh, Greg, hold on. <laughs> uh, after, after 10 o'clock, though, I'm going back home. Yes. I can't wait. Uh, did you see the Bloomington PD did this like tactical gear thing yeah. around Mill and Gridley Street? Mm-hmm. And uh, people were like, hey, hey, what's that? What's going on there? But it's just a training exercise. Yeah. Do we do a lot of those things? 
Um, they'll do them a couple of times a year. There's, there, it's in abandoned houses. Yeah. They're supposed to go around to the neighbors. And, gotcha. And just knock on the uh, doors. Just to let you know, and we're going to be training. They probably did that. I saw the, the coverage in a few places, but the, uh, they called them the practice raids. Yeah. Where you got to go in. Those seem probably very challenging just because the amount of attention you'd get from the outside people. Oh, yeah. uh, but that's as good of training as anything else, right? To learn how to deal with anyone that's like, hey, what's going on Well, there? and you guess that the neighbors probably knew, but it's the people driving by that see an army of <laughs> officers in their tack gear going uh-huh. up against a house, and then you're just going to stop your car and right. be a looky-loo. See? Although I've never been that type of human. Uh, when I see, What is wrong with you? Yeah, well, I don't know. When I see police in tactical gear, like I want to get away from whatever's happening. Oh. So I would drive much faster. Oh, I'd be like, no. okay. Me, I get out of my car with my, note, my reporter's notebook and go, yeah, what's see, going on, fellas? See, I was going to say that is unfair. As a news person, you did exactly the right thing for you. But everybody who's not a news person behind you, yeah. they're less, uh, that makes less sense. But yeah. uh, So anyone wondering, if you're still wondering, Completely just a practice thing. Nothing serious was going on. Don't worry. Uh, other news that I saw, I loved this. I think it went viral a couple different places. It's a third grade teacher in Florida. Um, she, I guess, had a conversation with her students. It was a little surprising, right? So she's got a coffee maker in the back uh, corner of her of her classroom, and next to it, she has a zero calorie um, little like you know uh, vanilla like syrup a creamer. Thing. Thing. Yeah, like okay. a little, it's a little, a little syrup thing. The kids all thought it was booze. Um, the way she found this out is she was talking to one of the little girls in the class, and uh, the girl says, Miss Maxie, i got to ask you a question, uh, but I need to whisper it, and I, can't, I don't want you to get mad at all. Why do you keep liquor here in this classroom? <laughs> and the teacher was, like, throwing it back, because it's been all year. Like, they've been in class now since, what, like September? Yeah. Okay, so it's been a while. Uh, so she said, in response, uh, the tweet she put out, um, girl, that is vanilla syrup for my coffee, you thought I had liquor here all year? Uh, question mark. And then she goes, you know what? I need to figure out from the other class, like the other kids, if this is true. So she goes to the little boys in the classroom later on, and she asks them the question. She goes, do you guys know what that bottle is? And they all start bust up laughing, all the little boys. And then they look at her and they go, you know, we just thought you were putting beer in your coffee every single morning. Sure. The thing that everybody's loving on social media, though, and the last thing that the teacher said about it is, like, she didn't raise or she's not teaching any snitches because none of the kids have told on her to the parents or anyone yeah, all year. whole year. Right. They've just been sitting there with, like, ah, she's boozing up again today. I guess this is going to be a fun class. My answer would have been, I teach you guys. Why do you think <laughs> I drink? But how funny that they're little third grade kids. That's like, uh, how old is that, like? Third grade is like eight. Eight. Yeah. So all these kids every single day see the teacher come in in the morning, get her coffee, throw the little, uh, you know, liquid in it, and then like, okay, like that's how this teacher does things. And no one, it's got 27,000 shares on Facebook. A bunch of people are commenting on it. They're thrilled to see that, you know, uh, it was such a funny little thing. One kid's like, wow, when my dad drinks that much, I can't understand what he says. She's got perfect diction. Man, she teaches math so well like this. She gets better the more she drinks. I'm glad it finally came up, by the way, because it would be bad (laughs) if that had been all year and the kids are just like, well, I guess that's a thing we've learned to do now when we get older. Graduate high school and they're like, remember Miss Maxie? (laughs) Woo, she was a drinker. I wonder what she's up to now. Probably not anything good. Rehab. (laughs) One other quick thing, and this is just a, a a note because I thought it was pretty good news. Uh, if anyone was watching NASCAR um, when they rained out and then restarted on Monday, uh, driver Ryan Newman, who got in that serious kind of scary accident, he's okay. He's already out of the hospital. Uh, things are okay. I guess he didn't even need to be in a full, you know, 48 hours. So 
if anyone was worried, anyone, you know, because that was a really bad accident. Right. The fire, the flame from the car, though, didn't reach him. So right. he was in serious condition just because he got banged up a lot, but it was mm-hmm. non-life-threatening. So right. he started right. talking, and they are like, well, pff, we got no use for you here. We can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You're You'll out. be fine. You're a NASCAR driver. Yep. Go ahead. Um, but yep. so good news there. Uh, I got to take a break. A lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. This is the Scott Miller Show with Catherine Murphy. This is the Scott Miller Show, AM 1230 WJBC with Catherine Murphy. Uh, I am Craig Collins, though. Scott Miller has a wonderful vacation package, so he is uh, gone. Um, and I do not have a wonderful vacation package, so I work uh, several shifts in a 24-hour period. But I'm going to negotiate mine better. Maybe I'll use Scott as my agent next year. Um, real quick, did you know that they're rebooting Planet of the Apes again? Uh, no. They are. They're rebooting Why? it again. This would be like a fifth reboot, something like that. I don't know. Uh, they're going to put a new timeline in and everything. It'll be very, very exciting. Uh, the last time they rebooted the movies, 2017. So it's been it's been a little while. Three the, years? Yeah. Um, do you like a good reboot? Is that no. the kind of thing? No. <laughs> Never? No. Have you ever enjoyed any a reboot? Or would you like to see them just all go away? I'm trying to think. No, I don't. Mm-mm. I would say, as a, and I'm going to put my hand up and admit things, comic book nerd, um, the third time they did Spider-Man, that would be the recent guy, the Toby, or yeah. not the Tobey Maguire, not the Andrew whoever, but the newest guy, he's a pretty good Spider-Man. I yeah. like him. No. Not, not a fan? Eh, I like Iron Man. There you go. Yeah. They've only but done he's that the once. only one I like. You know, um, I don't want to, this isn't a spoiler, it's been a little while since the movie, he he died in the last one. Yeah, I know. So they're going to probably have to reboot him at, at some point soon. Well, as long as it's still Robert Downey Jr., you can't keep changing people <laughs> doing the character. That makes me mad. Planet of the Apes is a small child, scared yeah. the poo-poo out of mm-hmm. me. So I don't want to see another one, especially now that they're even more realistic and it's not just yeah. Cornelius, let me have some corn chips. Right. That, you know, mm, yeah, I th- don't like it. And actually, I, I misspoke. The last movie was in 2017, but that three part, you know, whatever thing started in 2011. So I guess it's it's been a full uh, nine years yeah. since they rebooted the franchise. Um, but you're right. And that actually reminds me of Cats. Did you see Cats? No. Okay. I saw it like I saw it in the theater. Right, the theater. Yes. Yes, you went to the actual place. Yes. Right, nice. I saw it in the, the off-Broadway theater, but not like the real, not mm-hmm. the New York thing when mm-hmm. it was fancy. Um, but the movie is scary. I actually, I saw, <laughs> and like that's to your point that the CGI, that stuff is getting too good because uh-huh. it's, it's a creepy amount of realism. Yeah. And they, they really should not have done those sort of things. Mm-mm. And so if they get even better with these Planet of the Apes movies and the apes look even more realistic... It's just, it's going to be fearful. And my real cat at home terrorizes me enough that I don't need to have sit for two hours in a movie theater to be terrorized right. by cats, much less apes. Right. All those things. But they, they were really good. Like, I think that several of the actors and actresses in the cats did a great job. They just looked too creepy for me to understand. Like, Judy Dench is a wonderful actress. You know? I saw Cats when I was in high school and gotcha. thought it was the mo- most incredible thing. Mr. Mistopheles in general. Ever! <laughs> and then when my theater major son was mm-hmm. like in third grade, I took him to see Cats Didn't in Chicago. Like, got it. And he's like, Mom, can we go home? <laughs> this is not wonderful. This oh, is no. not good. <laughs> so we well, left at intermission. Okay. That's a pretty sad yeah. That is not going to... Um, have you seen Wicked? Oh, I've way? seen Wicked like 18 times. No one times. leaves Wicked at intermission because the no. intermission is right when she's first becoming the scare. Yeah, she's defying okay. gravity right there. What if... Oh, that song makes me cry. Oh, don't. Okay. I can sing every song. We might play it after this. A All quick right. break, a lot more. Who needs to dial out on a phone? 
That's ridiculous. WJBC forecast from Heart of Illinois ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly sunny today, a high of 27. Clear tonight, a low 12. Mostly sunny, mild tomorrow, a high 39. For your Saturday, sunny skies. Breezy, though, high of 48. And Sunday, we're going to see some rain showers in the evening, but a high of 51. 15 degrees right now. More news at the top of the hour, or as it happens. I'm Catherine Murphy on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Craig Collins sitting in on the Scott Miller Show, Miller in the Morning with Catherine Murphy uh, here uh, till 10 o'clock, AM 1230 WJBC. We're supposed to be talking to Tim Davis, but the weirdest thing, anytime I try to, I'm just going to do it live on the air. Uh, you can't hear the numbers, so I'm just going to do it. I'm going to hit the buttons, and then it like just gives up. It just hangs up on me, and it just doesn't care, the telephone. So for whatever reason, we can't call people. Uh, I wonder if people can call us. That is a new, and I know you guys do a segment sometimes. <laughs> does, does our phone, phone work? work? Which I know has turned into does our phone work, but I, I legitimately don't know. Although, actually, now a call is coming into me. Maybe it's Tim. Caller, what's your name? Tim Davis. Hey, hey that's good. That's convenient, Tim. So calls do work one direction. Uh, how are you doing, sir? You can get in, you can't get out. That's it's right. True. We're yeah, stuck. We're stuck. Uh, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm doing great, thanks. How's everything going out there? Uh, well, you know, it could be better. He's doing better than us. Right, and I was here at 9, 8, 9 p.m. last night, so, uh, you know, tired a bit. But uh, tell us about some of the, the trips coming up. I know there's a WJBC Central Europe uh, trip as well. Uh, but, Tim, please, just tell us about some of the cool things Direct Travel's doing. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks. Uh, I would. I should let everyone know that our Cub Cardinal trip is now sold out. It's on a wait list, so if you want to go, you can still call in and get on the wait list, but that trip has sold out. The uh, Central Europe Oberammergau Passion Play trip has one room and two seats uh, left on it, so if you're thinking you want to go with us to Central Europe and some of the greatest cities in all the world, um, better get on that right away, too, because, again, two seats, one room left on that. You probably heard our commercial coming into this half hour, the Princess Best Sale Ever. It is going to come to an end February 29th. So it's just over a week left with that. We have three great uh, departures to Alaska still with space this summer. We have a beautiful New England fall foliage uh, cruise that includes a couple of nights in New York City before we go up the East Coast. We have a uh, wonderful 14-night Southern Caribbean trip. Uh, out of Florida with Princess um, and, and a few other trips. So uh, that uh, the, the nice thing about that is you can pay only a $100 per person deposit, wow. completely refundable. So we know the world's a little bit crazy and hectic right now for yes. folks and, and some challenges and some concerns, but you can block your spot in before these things fill up. Uh, and then if uh, the world isn't the way we all want it to when the time comes, um, you can cancel and get your $100 deposit back and uh, look for another vacation uh, if the one you signed up for isn't going to be right. So that is, lots that of really is good things going on. Very smart to do. That makes it a risk-free kind of decision because a lot of people would still like to go on vacation. They'd still like to travel. They'd still like to take cruises, et cetera. But the, the concern, you know, is what it is. So it's very intelligent that you do that and you offer the risk-free refund back if something goes uh, interesting. I do have another question for you. I saw you guys have a special on, on honeymoons, and I, I'd love to talk to you just a little bit about how direct travel does the honeymoon. Yeah, well, you know, everybody wants a fairy tale honeymoon. Amen. And, um, we have some great uh, honeymoon experts 
Uh, sometimes we're experts over that's the honeymoon advisors. They book honeymoon for people, wedding destination, wedding for folks all the time. So we've got some super talent in there who can direct folks to that, that perfect resort with the uh, oceanfront, swim out, mm-hmm. uh, swimming pool. And uh, we also have a bridal registry. So uh, when you book your honeymoon with us, we'll set you up on the bridal registry. And you can add that to your list of places for folks who want to help you get off to a good start instead of buying you a toaster that you might already have or a couple of towels. They can go in and buy you a gift card that. Uh, that you'll apply towards your final payment on your honeymoon. Wow. Uh, we try to work with honeymooners as best as we can. We know that most of the time they're young, just getting started. And that's a great way to help them get up on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely correct. And then uh, actually, uh, selfishly, the reason I even brought it up, I'm getting closer with my wife to a big anniversary, like a 10-year anniversary kind of thing. Do you see a lot of people doing the re-honeymoon or something uh, to that nature, some sort of trip in honor of a, a big year celebration, those kind of things? You know, we don't believe you really have to have a special occasion to take a trip. But you yes, not. Certainly uh, those milestones come up, whether it be just a one-year anniversary or five mm-hmm. or ten. Of course, usually the larger the number you're celebrating, the bigger the trip that you want to take. This but is true. Uh, Again, that's all relative and keeping in perspective, and we help folks, um, you know, celebrate those special occasions all the time. Fantastic, Tim. Uh, since I don't get a, a chance to talk to you often, is there anything else I'm missing? Anything else I'm forgetting that you'd love to talk about before we let you go? No, I mean we just uh, folks can see all, all about the special departures that we have that take people from Central Illinois, mm-hmm. bring them back to Central Illinois at the uh, directtravelci.com website. And, um, you know, if they don't find what they like there, call us, and uh, we'll be glad to sit down. We always love to meet people in person. Yeah, uh, We're at 2415 East Washington Street, um, and uh, they can call us at 662-0455. Awesome. And that, that trip to Europe, there's only one, two spaces left at, at most, so please get in there and get those right away. Thank you, Tim, uh, for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Uh, quick break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm Craig Collins filling in for Scott Miller. Uh, who's not traveling with direct travel, right? He's not on some sort of fancy vacation. I don't think he is. I don't believe he is. Okay, that would be awesome if he were. Uh, but a quick break. And I'll- JBC. Hey there. Greg Collins filling in for Scott Miller. Scott Miller and Catherine Murphy in the mornings. Catherine is still here, though, which is very nice of you to stay. Here I am. <laughs> Catherine's doing the news, <laughs> hanging out with me, <laughs> chit-chatting. We got a bunch of guests coming up throughout the next couple hours of the show. Uh, we have a lot of people to talk to, lots of go- cool things to do. Before we get to any of that, though, uh, I found this study that I thought was pretty interesting. Do you have uh, siblings? I've never asked. I do. Okay. Brothers two, or sisters? Two older brothers. Older brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you might be more of a benefit to them than they are to you. Yes. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's yes, true. Right. Uh, you're, I'm preaching to the choir for a second. Already proven that. Uh, there is a brand new study. Uh, I guess about 600 people were surveyed. All different kinds of research was done. Uh, for people between the ages of 17 and 25, they found that people who had a sister were happier. Not necessarily than, you know, people who had a brother. Just if you had a sister, you were happier than if you didn't. Hmm. So for you... No wonder I'm miserable. <laughs> for you, just having the two brothers, not really all that fair, but apparently they're both doing much better. Um, <laughs> and, and it's not like a huge surge in happiness. It was just across the board... Sisters, maybe, and the the scientists decided to weigh in. Maybe they're more emotionally supportive than That's brothers are. Interesting. They call it happy because my mom always called it idiocy. <laughs> Is that what she called it? <laughs> Idiots. That's, you dummies. Yeah. Uh, well, fair enough. Uh, sisters appear to encourage more communication, more cohesion in families. 
Brothers seem to have an alternative effect, it says in the study. Uh, emotional expression is fundamental to good physiological health, and having sisters promotes this within a family. However, boys have a natural tendency uh, to not talk about certain things, so that's one of several reasons why maybe boys are not quite as uh, uplifting. But again, it, no one was miserable in the study, just sisters added an extra layer of happiness. But see, I only have, I have two sons. I have mm. a stepdaughter, but she lives on the East Coast. Gotcha. Um, but my two boys are pretty happy. There you go. And they're pretty communi- They're pretty uh, yeah. talkative. Oh, they're yeah. pretty, they, they, they don't keep any emotions in. No. Okay. Well, there well, you go. They've got me as a mom. They really <laughs> don't have a choice. So really, honestly, you've just benefited everyone yes. around you. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're a boy, again, it's two layers. If you're male in my circle, yeah. I, you, you benefit from having me It didn't here. mention, like, if you, you know, are close with your mom, close with your dad, et cetera. I wonder if that could replace the, like, the sister bond, if you have a really good bond with your mom. Maybe it's a similar kind of thing. I think that you just need to have, you know, a, a strong, helpful female in your life is probably what the study probably. is getting at. Yeah. Don't, do you have sisters? I have. I have two older sisters and a younger brother. Okay. Um, so, like, growing up, there's a lot of things where my sisters are great, but, like, I, I would play with dolls with them because, like, there was you had to play with dolls right. to, to get along with Jacqueline and Lauren. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. And then I had a My Buddy. Do you remember My I Buddy? I do. Okay. Fantastic. Someone remembers the My Buddy because <laughs> I talk about it sometimes. When it came out, because, again, I try to bond with my older sisters, and they had different toys than I did. Um, but the My Buddy doll was like the, the doll for a boy. Yep. And, like, all the commercials made him look so cool. He would punch and kick, yet he, was just a, he wasn't an action figure. And so I remember the day we got him, like, I was, I was just thrilled that it was a thing. Um, but My Buddy didn't make it. Uh, he only made it about a week, Catherine. Oh, what happened to My Buddy? I was outside one day in the middle of the summer uh, by myself playing in the baby pool, uh, as I was one to do in New Jersey. Yes. I don't know why, because the ocean was like literally across the street. I could wander over <laughs> there, but I just sit in the pool. Well, like, it's much safer for right. your mom for you <laughs> to and have granted, been in the pool. I'm like four or five years right. old, so I probably shouldn't wander off. No. And I'm just I'm playing in the baby pool. My mom, I guess she had to go somewhere, so she comes outside. She's like, I'll see you in a bit, Craig. And she starts to pull her minivan out of the driveway. The My Buddy doll, which if you don't know, was like mostly oh. like you know fabric. But yes. it had that hard plastic head. Yes. So she starts to back up, and the my buddy had been behind the car. So she catches the head in such a way that it sort of squishes against the pavement and then shoots off. <laughs> and I, I, I kid you not, Catherine, <laughs> lands in the baby pool <laughs> and makes a huge splash. And so, and I'm not paying attention. Like, I'm just doing my own thing. I'm splashing. I'm having my day. And then my buddy attacks right. you. Five-year-old Craig is just, you know, <laughs> this world is lovely. And then the my buddy head hits and bobs, and it stares at me. And I'm like, this is the, wor- this is the worst day just of my life. my buddy's right. head. Right. I stopped playing with dolls after that day. Mom had to console me for several an hour. Well, that my buddy doll was used as the inspiration for Chucky. Yes, I know. So now I think we know why. Well, it definitely scarred me it several was times. That incident right, right there. They're like, man, this can actually scare kids. And actually, baby pools and I, uh, several bad things happened. Oh. When I was in second grade, I broke my arm while playing in a baby pool. It was not a good situation. I would say no more baby pools. I, well, I think you. I've been done for a while. Well, I've navigated it as an adult. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you do when you leave here. I don't want to judge you. Hey. No, I mean, everybody right. to each his own. To each his own, man. <laughs> and honestly, like right now, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I'm not going to, you know, go out to a... Actually, I am going out to a beach. You know what? I take that back. On Saturday, I will be doing the polling. Oh, point. that's right. Um, and I want to thank someone. Uh, Lee is now the highest bidder on my Polar Plunge page, which is always hard for me to say. He threw down 60 bucks. Awesome. Um, that means a few things. 
$60. Uh, John Davies of BNQ said he would eat dog food for every $50 donation to my Facebook page, yeah. and we will put up a video of it. So John will will try a few pieces of dog. If you're like, why why would that be a thing? Uh, there was a story a couple weeks ago about a CEO of a dog mm-hmm. food company that went 30 days on just that food. Yeah. No. 30 days. Mm-mm. That's all he ate to say how great the ingredients are. That inspired John. Uh, we're still way away from any other kind of big deals. Uh, you mean how- like you shaving? Well, you see, I never, I never commented on how the hair did get removed. I, I did say hair that removal. I would, I would be hairless if I beat Buck, who's over a thousand. Yes. Uh, when I hit the water on Saturday, it would take a heck of an effort in the last two days here well, to get us there by Saturday. You don't know the morning show listeners. Well, that's fine. You never know. Um, but actually, I'm also giving away Midway, Midway Marauder tickets. This is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's four season tickets to the person who gives the most money to my Polar Plunge page. Those tickets are worth 400 bucks. They're $100 each, five games. They start in a couple weeks. Right now, Lee has a great shot with a $60 donation. You'd have to beat that to get in on it. And by the way, if Lee is listening by any chance, you can come back and add more, and you can get in a bidding war. Go, Lee. Yeah, so go go, go ahead. I may donate just, just so John doesn't eat dog food. There you go. The Would you like- that, that's like a, that was a fifth-grade dare for me. and somebody- It's terrible. Oh. Actually, you know, it's funny. I should take a break, but real quick, I should say this. My my mom um, grew up with, like, dogs in the house all the time, mm-hmm. and there was these little biscuits. I don't know what they're called. I wish bones. I could know the brand, huh? Milk bones. But it was a little, like, solid, like, circle wafer. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't the full bone. Oh, okay. But it was a dog biscuit. But for years as a kid, my mom didn't know it was for, for dogs yeah. and thought it was, like, the secret kid treat. Oh, yeah. So she'd eat it constantly. My brothers and I used to eat milk bones. See? Are they pretty them. good? Yeah. Okay. I, I won 50 bucks in college eating a milk bone at a party. Well, then maybe that's what da- Davey's never said what kind or how much, so oh. maybe we just go milk bones. Oh, he's going to go get that fresh pet <laughs> that's just regular food. You know, I, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I, I don't think, do you have a dog? I have three. Okay, so then you have some dogs. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't think we want to buy it for just one like little well, handful. Okay. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, I got to take a break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. I have a story about how you should behave on a first date. I know that Valentine's Day just passed us by, but if you're someone coming up on a on a first date... From Heart of Illinois, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma, sponsored by Heller Motors, looking for a new or used vehicle at a low price. Heller Motors in Pontiac loves to make their customers happy with great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop online at hellerstores.com. Joe apologizes. He wasn't able to be with us this morning. He let me know he was running late and needed to focus on TV. I said, okay. Mostly sunny today, a high of 27. Clear tonight with a low of 12. And your sunshine, sunshiny skies tomorrow with a high of 39. It's 15 degrees right now. More news at the bottom of the hour, or as it happens. I'm Catherine Murphy on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Hey there, this is the Scott Miller Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm not Scott Miller. I am Craig Collins. Catherine Murphy is here, though. Uh, You hear Scott and Catherine every single day, Monday through Friday, uh, 6 to 10, right here on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Even though... I had a pretty long day yesterday. I was here at the radio station from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. I still did digest some of the uh, the debate. Um, and I was curious about the debate because Michael Bloomberg was making his first appearance. Several people, you know, said that he may or may not be the, the odds-on candidate because he's got cash. Mm-hmm. Are you aware that he's got a lot of money? He's got a <laughs> lot of money. So much so, if you're curious exactly how much, he's already spent $300 million on his campaign, and he's yet to actually appear on a single ballot to vote for him. Uh, but that'll all change. Uh, and he did debate 
Uh, the Nevada uh, voting will take place on the 22nd, so they were all there in Vegas to do some debating. Uh, and people really targeted the Michael Bloomberg. I have a little bit of that audio. I actually have several minutes of that audio. I'm going to give you about a minute here. This is how it all opened. Uh, Warren and several other people targeting Michael Bloomberg. And the whole like, So the debate lasts quite a while. The whole first hour kind of wound up being a lot of people telling Michael Bloomberg why he's a terrible candidate and him being like, <laughs> okay. And then in the second hour, we shifted to other things. But here's some of what that sounded like. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. I actually welcomed Mayor Bloomberg to the stage. I thought that he shouldn't be hiding behind his TV ads. I don't think you look at Donald Trump and say, we need someone richer in the White House. Let's put forward somebody who actually lives and works in a middle-class neighborhood in an industrial Midwestern city. Let's put forward somebody who's actually a Democrat. Look. One thing that I'm um, really worried about, embarrassed about, was how it turned out um, with stop and frisk. It got out of control. And it's not whether he apologized or not. It's the policy. The policy was abhorrent. And it was, in fact, a violation of every right people have. Uh, so if you need a list of the people who just said things, uh, Warren went first, Klobuchar went second, Pete Buttigieg went first, uh, third. Bloomberg popped in there with four defending stop and frisk, which is going to be the most challenging thing. Well, okay, no. I take that back. There's going to be several challenging things yes. throughout his past history that he would have to overcome in order to gain the nomination, I think. But stop and frisk would be one of those challenging things. And then you finally heard from a Joe Biden, uh, who, by the way, Warren, um, I read from several people, Elizabeth Warren, seems to have won the debate. I don't know if that ever matters. Uh, you can look that up on all different kinds of, of places. Like, who won the debate? And, right. and some people tell you, like, this one won, this person did. Um, but I don't know if that, that winds up being how people vote. Uh, but actually, so the 22nd, Nevada, the 29th, you got South Carolina, and then Super Tuesday is where a lot of things might change, and we might have a lot less candidates. It does kind of stink. The one thing I will say weighing in on all this is it stinks that there's another candidate just getting added now because a lot of what people are saying in the political world is you'd like to have the top candidates kind of establish themselves and maybe maybe have it be a one- or two-person race oh, from this point it's on. It's very cluttered right now. Right. So the fact that it's cluttered and getting more cluttered on that side probably doesn't help that side a whole lot, um, especially when somebody like a Bloomberg. Although I, I will say this, too, about Michael. Um, he did pledge a billion dollars to the campaign uh, from now until November, mm -hmm. even if he doesn't get the nomination. He said whoever gets it gets the rest of his cash. So I do That's wonder. Nice. I do wonder if some of the other candidates are like, just Mike, just slow down just a little. Like, save some of the billion. So if you don't get it, or it rolls Mike, over here. Or if Mike's saying, so if I I don't get in, uh, how about a VP? Right. Yeah. You come. So come on. I got that. I got the check uh, right I here. I can money. finish the rest of the thing. Oh. Well, uh, Bogoyevich might be a VP candidate too, depending uh, on how you trade, oh how you do the trading. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Oh, if uh, money's boy. being exchanged. I think that Blago might be a little interested in getting involved. Ooh. I know. Those are the words. Those are the things. AM 1230, WJBC. Craig Collins is here. <laughs> I won't be back tomorrow. Um, a 36-year-old woman repeatedly called 911 after her parents stopped paying for her cell phone bill. 36. Can't do that. 36. You can't do that. I will that. just keep saying it because I'm 34. I am in the millennial generation. She is the millennial generation. And this is out of Ohio, by the way. Um, Every so often, one of us, like, goes rogue, and I, I feel bad when it happens. Like, I don't want it to happen. I don't know. We should all have, like, a place to meet 
millennials and be like, look, they say bad things about us in the press constantly. We need the few of us to do huge mistakes like repeatedly calling 911 when mom and dad stop paying your cell phone bill to back off. I thought you had like Lollapalooza for that. We do, yes, you're right. We do. There's no, there's no or like burning man. There's no back tent for like millennial strategizing. Coachella. That's not something we, right. We all go. We don't really pay attention to the ideas. <laughs> it's kind of just a music thing. We all sleep it's on the ground. Under the guise right? of a music festival. It would be nice if one tent popped up, like millennial ideas for how to handle society moving forward. And we all just said things. It's a million dollar idea, I, I think. It really is. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, that is a full-on felony to call 911 yes. several times. As a former 911 <laughs> operator, I will tell you, we don't take kindly no. to that. No, and, and I imagine, you know, at least a couple of the phone calls, maybe an operator would try to navigate the person away or wonder if there is something more serious going on. But at some point, cops definitely get involved, as they did in this situation. And I would tell you, my last take on this story, that wasn't going to improve her odds of having her phone bill paid for. Oh, no. You know, like, That's I don't gonna know. going to make me take your phone away. Right. If, if you strategize, like, there's got to be some other move she could have made other than immediately complaining to the 911 operator and being like, make them pay my phone bill. That plan was poorly thought out at best, I think, here. I don't even pay my 19-year-old's phone bill. See? 36 years old. Oh, man. I had two children by the age of 36. There you go. Uh, by the way, the family plan might have been pretty good, though. So if they just let her, like, throw at it, you know? Maybe she was supposed to be paying them. Right. And she did it. See, the millennial in me starts to take over. I mention how kids shouldn't live at home all the time, but then I do mention how student oh. loans are terrible so just, oh. just every so often. And oh, the family yeah. plan, compared to paying your own bill, like, I don't know, she's going to have to pay a lot yeah. uh, now that she's so low if yeah. she gets out of jail sometime soon. All right, quick break. <laughs> a lot more at T.com. Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Okay, yeah, no, it's not. That's not the Craig Collins Show. I like Orion Samuelson. I played a little bit of Orion there. But it's the Scott Miller Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Catherine Murphy is here because you guys hang out every single morning. We do. It's Murphy. It's Miller in the morning, 6 to 10, every uh, Monday through Friday, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I am actually usually on from 2 to 6 o'clock. If you guys come back for the afternoons, maybe leave it on when you get out of the car for work and then, you know, keep it on as you go home. Uh, there's also a lot of great things after me. One Dave Ramsey. And, of course, Mark Strauss in the middle. I yes. just named all the shows. Um, I saw this story a few days ago, and I haven't talked about it yet, although I, I'm just I'm overloaded by the cuteness of it. Uh, it's a photo that went viral on the social medias. An animal shelter in New York shared a photo of two best friends that exist at their animal shelter. The best friends are a dog that can't walk. It's a little puppy that can't walk and a pigeon that can't fly. Oh. And for whatever reason, they cuddle with each other a lot. Oh. Right. So neither one of them is terribly mobile, obviously. Um, and then I guess the Mia Foundation said they struck up some sort of friendship. The eight-week-old uh, Chihuahua, her name is Lundy. And then the, uh, the pigeon that can't fly, his name is Herman. And these photos have gone very viral oh. on the social media because the bond is just special. Uh, the photos have been viewed more than six million times. Uh, not only that, the cuteness of the photos brought in about $6,000 in unrequested donations in just over two days of people just being like, okay, if an animal shelter is capable of creating this situation, we need to give them more money to do yes. more things. I don't know why they would bond, though. You know, like, what, what about, do you think that animals appreciate enough, like, 
that all the other animals can do something I can't do and then recognize when another animal has the same situation? Yes. Okay. I really do. Yeah. And I, I believe that shelter animals know that they've been saved mm-hmm. and that their life was not real great before their person came and found them. Right. I mean, I have three shelter dogs now. Wow. And they all are very, very, like, they get it. <laughs> they they know. get it. They understand. Yeah, they're not going to run away. Where it's not, They who, can't get it as good as I got it now. Who is the, the primary caretaker for the, the animals? You're looking at okay, me. Okay, that's what I thought. There's always one. There's always one person in the family that winds up being the one who feeds the most. So you're saying that not only do they understand how great the situation is, but maybe they appreciate you a bit? Although they do love the Irishman. Oh, do they? No, he is not. He's only been in their lives. They're... Um, Teddy and Panda are eight, and Fozzie is seven. And the Irishman and I have only been together for six years, but they they do love they, they, they love him. Got it. But we've got this cat that we picked up, this ah. random cat that I saved when she was like three <laughs> weeks old. Uh huh. And she stalks me. She loves okay. her mama. Right. Well, and my my pets growing up always used to follow my mom around the house oh, yeah. because she she would feed them. Mm-hmm. Like and so like the pets loved all of us. I think, but they knew that early in the morning, late at night, like the person to be around was mom because yeah. she was inevitably giving them the food. Yeah. Yeah, there was no other way around that. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think that these these two animals, uh, Lundy and Herman, understood that they were in a similar situation, that they mm-hmm. both had a thing. And so, yeah, the photos, look them up. They're on the Internet. Six million times they've been shared or viewed or, or thrown out there in the world. They are rather, rather cute. You've got um, to adopt them together. Come on. You, uh, seriously, there's no way you can't. You can't break that friendship no. now that they've made it. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, if you're like a little weary because, okay, it's, it's a pigeon, the pigeon can't fly, so it'll, it'll be right. like, right, it'll be like any of the other pets. Birds are you good. Know, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Do you like birds? No. As pets? No? Not really? No. My, my wife does because her mom does. Okay. Her mom has like just so many birds at their house, they're all outside because it's Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's like they never have to go inside. Mm-hmm. And Betty and I have had several a conversation. I've always been willing. I'm not going to say, like, you know, we can do whatever she wants. I, I just listen from time to time. But the bird, like, in the house, I feel like that would be potentially more disruptive than other pets. You put it in a cage. I know, but, like, the talking and, the you know, the, that situation. Yeah, my grandmother had a bird. Did Was it a noisy one? Oh, yeah. Okay, see? It was noisy. And then, like, do they understand sleep? Hours? Do they? Do well, that's where you put those? the blanket over the over the cage, and then it just and then they get it. Okay. But, yeah. No. We, See, mm. I don't know about these things, and they're really expensive too. Do you know that? Like getting a fancy bird is oh, like not cheap at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the like ones that'll talk is like several hundred dollars. It's crazy. I know. And then I don't know how to like train it and what it would say, mm. but it would be cool to have it in the house if it could say real words. My brothers just taught my grandmother's bird to swear. <laughs> Of course they did. She was not happy. I would probably do that too. All right. I got to take a break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC, the Scott Miller Show with Kathy. You see meteorologist Joe Puma, mostly sunny skies today, a high of just 27. Clear tonight, a low 12. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, mild, a high of 39. Saturday, sunny skies, breezy, high 48. Sunday, evening rain showers with a high of 51. It is 14 degrees right now. More news at the top of the hour, or as it happens, I'm Catherine Murphy on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Again, thank you, Orion. This is not the Craig Collins Show, though. This is the Scott Miller Show with Catherine Murphy. I'm not on this afternoon, so this is uh, my spot because Scott is on vacation. He had a great vacation package negotiated, and I did not, uh, so I'm here. 
Uh, but I'm thrilled to be here uh, till 10 o'clock this morning, and then you got Mark Strauss on after me. I teased this story before the news, Catherine. Uh, Catherine Murphy hanging out every day with Scott Miller from 6 to 10 uh, on AM 1230 WJBC. A married couple was out on a, on, a, on a date night. You know, this happens a lot. It was the 15th of February, just a few days ago. They were at Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Okay. Uh, this is in Kentucky. Uh, the thing about this married couple, though, is they both happen to be police officers. Nicole McNown is a police officer. Her husband, Chase McNown, is a detective. And while they were having their evening, enjoying their meal, a guy named Justin Carter broke into the establishment with a gun and tried to rob the place. Uh-oh. Out of all the places to try to rob, this was a pretty poor choice because, as I said, there were two detectives just <laughs> sitting there having their meal. The minute the guy comes in with his weapon drawn and tries to threaten people, and there's a bunch of security cameras, so he's very much arrested, uh, to try to get money, both of the officers responded by standing up, drawing their own weapons, and telling the man he should probably surrender immediately. <laughs> <laughs> which he decided to do sure. immediately. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I can't even fathom the way that that goes for would-be criminal guy. He, he's amping himself up to walk into the establishment. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to rob the place. Chicken, they probably got a bunch of money. Spent weeks planning right. and plotting. And uh, by the way, to just choose like a chicken establishment, like you probably could have gone a little bit more up shelf, Justin. Maybe. But so he goes in, he's got the weapon drawn, and then two cops stand up behind him. They're like, this ends quick. And he's like, okay, we're, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> That's teasing. <laughs> what this is a water gun? I'm just going to leave now, just and I'd like to go this direction. Uh, he, the police officers were uh, caught up with by the local uh, TV station, and they said we were on a date night when an armed man with a mask attempted to rob the cashier. We both drew our off-duty weapons and apprehended the suspect within seconds. I like that they said within seconds because I think they're like sort of backhanded slapping the guy. So like this was easy. <laughs> this he didn't make this hard at all. Uh, they held him at gunpoint until an actual officer on duty was capable of responding and taking the guy away. Wow. I just again, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing you hope for, though, right? Like if you were ever to be in a scary situation like that, you've got to be thrilled. That two cops were just sitting there two hanging off out. Two off-duty sitting right. there. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. This ends. This is amazing. Uh, in other news, and I mentioned this several times throughout the show, so I want to eventually pay it off. These are dating tips for a first date. They were on, you know, a date night and a married couple, mm-hmm. so they don't need these tips. But 2,000 adults were surveyed, and these are the things you should do if you're going to find romance here in 2020. The first, and I like that they're so specific, tell at least two funny anecdotes. No okay. less than two. More than two is fine, but you should tell at least two to have a successful date. You should also give a person two hugs. Although I feel like that's a little bit, you know, it's a first date, and so that's a little bit aggressive maybe. Two but hugs on two, a first two hugs. date? Not at the same time. I think one that at the be, beginning and one at the end? And I think that I don't know the, the amount of hug that it is, you know. Like maybe uh, if this is the kind of thing where you've been talking for weeks via the internets and then you finally meet, maybe it's like a, uh, okay. a friendly hug. I'm trying to remember if the Irishman and I hugged when we first saw each other. Yeah, I don't. I Betty and I did, but it's because we were already friends when we went on our first kind of date. So like there was, you know. Yeah. But it says two. If you do any more than two, you're definitely a creep. But I it says. weird. It suggests to give them to, and then ask for a second date no more than twice. You should not ask for a second date more than twice. If it's if it's not going to go that way, just let it go. Uh, it does say you should try to wink at least once. What? I know. That is a tip. It says wink at least once during the date. Maybe, again, this is the kind of thing where, you know, say you're, you're chit-chatting and, and something and feels... 
Well, hey. well, I don't know. Again, maybe something feels a little bit more flirtatious. Like maybe the date's going well, and you're just like, well, you know, and you do like a little, a little winky. I've never pulled off a wink. If I don't you think. winked at me on a first date, I would ask you if you had an eye twitch. You'd smack a person? No, I go. Do you have a twitch? That's amazing. By the way, my wife is walking in. Are you delivering us breakfast, Betty? Oh. Is that what's happening? We're on the radio, Betty. Uh, she's got little breakfast sandwich. Would you like oh, one there, what's Catherine? That? It's oh. a peanut butter and jelly Yum. on a like healthy thing. Thank you, Betty. Wow. My wife walked in the studio. <laughs> I'm working in the morning, and I didn't take the breakfast. Thank you so much for bringing us in. Uh, a few other things. Only 1 in 10 think it is inappropriate to kiss on a first date. 81% of people said one smooch makes sense. So, again, I don't know if this is today's day and age kind of voting here, but a lot of people say a date could end with a first kiss. That's not a problem. And if we are venturing to that world, then to backtrack for a second, I feel like a hug's okay. Well, if I would think try, that the hug would come with the kiss. I would imagine they'd be together. At least yeah, the second right, one right. would come together. Although, if you're trying to like hit all the markers of these tips, would you then do a hug just to be sure? Would you be like, okay? And then it, I read two hugs though, so I think all of these tips are, are weird. a little crazy. Really, <laughs> I think this is a little a, weird. This is a survey. Survey of what you should do on a first date uh, by cracking three jokes at least, complimenting a partner, and maybe buying them um, a drink or something. You will have a successful first date according to 2,000 adults surveyed uh, recently about first dating in 2020. Hmm. Maybe things have changed. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, you know, uh, because it doesn't say anything, you know, terribly inappropriate, I think, here. It just says give them a hug. And again, I think what's different about maybe people surveyed here, although it doesn't say it, a lot of dating now you've known someone via the Internet or via like an app for weeks. So maybe you feel more familiar than what you and I were used to which is those dates that didn't come with, you know, well, weeks of no, texting. The Irishman and I met online. Oh, there you go. And we you texted for weeks. Uh, no, for we only knew each other from like the for 10 days. Okay. And our first the first communication was on the 16th and then our first date was the 26th. And you don't recall if you hugged made jokes. I think we might have. Wait, okay, there you go. Do you know <laughs> it would be very I know, odd we, if you knew I know how there many were times. I knew there were anecdotes. Yeah. I know there was a kiss because it was supposed to be just we were just so supposed there, to meet for drinks and then when our time was winding down together yeah. he asked me if I wanted to continue the conversation over dinner. Got it. So I just want clarity even though you said all the tips were weird you did most of them on your first date with the Irishman outside of the winkiness. Well, just because that's just what comes natural. I yeah. didn't do it like well I read that thing that Oh, said. No, I I think that if anyone admitted that they read these tips beforehand <laughs> that would be a very bad first date. Or if somebody who's had a history of really bad dates says... Then that would be... Right. I've got to look at these well, li- this lists. And I think that every single tip here would be reading the situation to make sure it's it's desired. Because if you were to force any of these things on another human, the date also probably goes horrible. But yeah. I think... Because something I've read several places is if you like someone, finding a way to like casually try to like touch them is a very odd thing, but it, it oh, sparks intimacy. No, they say that even like for waitresses. If exactly. You, you get a bigger tip if you, you just like, pat you them go, on oh, the back. thanks, touch the shoulder or whatever. And then out of all the ways in which to, to touch someone, I imagine a hug might feel the, although it feels like a lot, it might also be a safer move than something else, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But that's, that's what the tips say. And uh, mm. Catherine thinks they're weird, but then the Irishman pulled the ball off successfully at the date. So that's nice. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> Again, this is all subtext. This should not be things you announce before doing. Those are the tips. I'm going to tell you a funny anecdote now. <laughs> It'll be my first of two. When I'm done with this sheet. one, I'm going yeah. to wait 10 minutes, right. and then I'm going to hit you with the second. Right. I was told that I might also be able to purchase you a drink in between said <laughs> anecdotes because it will make... We are, we are, we are.
Mike Collins filling in on AM 1230 WJBC for Scott Miller. It is Scott Miller and Murphy in the mornings every day from 6 to 10 right here on AM 1230. Then you got Mark Strauss coming up at 10 o'clock. And usually you have me, Craig Collins, coming up at 2, uh, but not today. We have a Cardinals countdown to opening day, which is nice. And then you got a little early Ramsey because you won't have as much Ramsey in the afternoons because yep. we got a basketball game as well tonight. A lot of stuff going on on AM 1230. I have great news. Great news, if you are curious. There might be a potential cure being created for the coronavirus, or at least a, uh, a drug that might be able to help a vaccine, per se. Okay. Uh, they found a spike in a specific protein, which I guess this is a thing scientists map. They're like, how does this virus do stuff? How does it make people sick? What are the things it's doing? It identifies said protein, and then it creates a vaccine for that, and now we're super close to doing that. No official word. I don't want this to sound like I'm telling you it's, it's for, you know, 100% confirmed, but the latest report out of LiveScience.com uh, from some of the research that goes on saying that we're getting closer and closer to pinpointing it because of worldwide research trying to push us as close to possible on having a vaccine for something like this. Uh, and we've now had that spike in a specific protein that might help us figure it out. That would be good. It would be very that good. That would be very, very I good. I was looking to see if I could find the numbers of how many are sick and how many um, oh, uh, have passed. The weird thing in China is that those numbers bounce around all the time. Yes. Uh, that's, not, that's not the best of things. Uh, coronavirus. Let's Google it uh, right now. Coronavirus current, uh, current cases. No, on the ship, on the, uh, the cruise ship that people Three are Three people on, have passed away. Right? Uh, 87-year-old Japanese man and an 84-year-old Japanese woman. A health ministry official said the two were already weakened by existing chronic diseases. Wow. 621 cases confirmed among the ship's original 3,711 on board. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, there's several ships that are having this kind of problem. Um, so it's it's a lot. So hopefully this is good news. Hopefully that this is real and they can uh, lead toward an actual, if not a cure, a vaccine, just like any other flu that can prevent it from being uh, serious for people if you decide to take it. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on to other things. Uh, a new survey said that 40 percent of people and this is not going to be true for Catherine or I because we're pretty used to this. 40% of people hate the sound of their own voice. Or maybe it is true, but it's not. I mean, I, I've long gotten over what my voice sounds like because you do this job, you eventually accept it. I just try not to listen to myself. Really? Not at all? Yeah. 4,000 Americans were asked what their comfort level was with their voice. 40% saying they didn't like it to some extent. 23% saying they were very comfortable. Is that all the radio people? It's That's all, way too yeah. many radio well, people. Well, there's only like 400 of us in right. the whole country. Although so. actually, like this town, a lot of people work here and then go to other jobs. Uh -huh. So maybe you get to a 23% when you're cal calculating everyone that's done radio at some point. 50% uh, said they were mostly fine. Which again, I don't really. That's not very committal. I don't know what well, that means. Do you remember the first time you ever heard your voice? Like when, yeah. when I was a kid, you know, we had a tape recorder. That's what I was going to tell you. Uh, very we, big. So we had an answering machine for our uh, our landline telephone. Mm -hmm. And the first time that mom lets you do the recording, you're excited as a kid. Mm -hmm. And then when you finish, you're like, "That can't be me. That's not me." Right. What what demon recorded instead of me? My dad used to, for some reason, put a tape recorder out on Christmas morning. Nice. And tape record. The, the audio? sound of us opening presents. That is sort of fantastic. And there's little four-year-old Catherine telling my brother, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for my present, except for we lived in West Virginia, so it sounded like this. Thank you, Wesley. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for my present. And then we listened to the tape, and you count from the last thank you mm -hmm. to about uh, 15, 20 seconds. Wesley, what did you get me? 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Is this the accent you could put on most easily then if you grew up in the Midwest? Uh, oh, I've in West got, Virginia? I've got You got them all? all? Mm-hmm. Can you do a New Yorker? Can you do a little bit of I can do a New York. Okay, you cool. Know, you know, good. That's every Chicago. so often. But Chicago. I lived in Arkansas. Nice. Arkansas is the slow twang mm-hmm. where you draw things out. <laughs> this is Catherine Kelly. Catherine Murphy on the radio. <laughs> West Virginia's in your nose. Mm-hmm. I did many, many years. It of sounds like you're a bit of an, an actor studio human right I here all of a sudden. Did vocal training so that I, I could I would love to be on the actor studio that the TV show and get interviewed by him mm-hmm. because I just feel like the questions would be amazing. And I think one question you might get early on is Catherine. You've been known to put on several accents throughout the entire United States of America. Your appreciation for the fine, different, artistic delicacies that you give us on a nightly basis um, are appreciated by millions. What would you say was your inspiration to learn how to so articulately and accurately create every individual accent that exists in our wonderful world? (laughs) Just life. James? Every four years of your life. James, it is life. I have lived, and I am proud to have lived a long and nice life. Uh, all right, a quick break. A lot more on AM twelve thirty WJBC. Wouldn't he be the best interview? Lost six three to the Rangers. Blues skating at home against Arizona tonight in the NBA. The Bulls are home against the Hornets. Some girls' high school basketball, Class two A sectional championship in Macomb tonight. U High versus Quincy Notre Dame, and the Class four A regional championships at Normal Community High School. Normal Community versus Lincoln Way West. Men's college hoops. Illinois Wesleyan over North Park with a buzzer beater in overtime, 94-92 the final score. Illinois State fell to Loyola, 84-69. In women's college hoops, Illinois Wesleyan over North Central, 90-63 last night. The Illini lost to the Wolverines, 80-59. Tonight, it's Illinois State at Northern Iowa, and we'll have the game for you right here with our coverage starting at 620 on AM 1230 WJBC, the TuneIn app, and WJBC.com. And what does that mean for your Cardinals countdown to opening day? Well, we're still going to play that. It's just going to be on the air from 2 until 4, rather than 6 till 8, right here on AM 1230 WJBC. Your WJBC forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly sunny today, a high 27. Clear tonight, a low 12. Tomorrow, sunny skies and a high of 39. Just 14 degrees right now. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Catherine Murphy on the voice of Central Illinois. WJBC and WJBC.com. It is the Scott Miller Show with Catherine Murphy on AM 1230 WJBC. Scott Miller not here. Uh, Craig Collins filling in for the day. Uh, thrilled to be here until 10 o'clock. And then I'm usually back to my 2 to 6 time starting again tomorrow. Uh, our state senator, Illinois State Senator Jason Barrickman is in studio. Jason, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Nice to visit with you. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. If you want to ever do some afternoon stuff, I know a guy, too, if you want to come <laughs> All on. All right. Yeah, Glad to do go. it. Yeah, so awesome. special day. My first day with you here, and I brought Leah, my three-year-old, yes. uh, to accompany me. And uh, so if, if the listeners hear any uh, yabba-dabba-doo, they'll know <laughs> what's going on. Leah, <laughs> sit on my nap. They'll my think lap. it's me, but it's really not. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> Leah. Leah, uh, two quick things about your daughter. One, she looks just like the kid in Monsters, Inc. Uh, yeah. I, I think you've heard that before. And yeah, then, Boo yeah, from Boo. Monsters, Inc. And yeah. then, uh, two, I don't know if you've ever seen, but Steph Curry has done a bunch of interviews with his daughter Riley and I feel like maybe that she steals the show just a warning oh, yeah. so if you keep doing this you just might she might be a bigger celebrity well that's right. what kids do to parents right? I know. they do steal the show honestly uh, yeah. so let's get to some of the stuff going on in the world some of the things that uh, uh, might be of most interest to, to you on a daily basis to all of our listeners out there uh, the governor gave a budget address yesterday do you have any quick thoughts 
Well, uh, let's talk about, I mean, uh, what I agree with, what I disagree, sure. right? I mean, agree with, uh, you know, a lot of us, bipartisan, have put an effort toward to fully fund our schools. We rewrote the way in which we fund our public school systems. And I agree with the governor that there ought to be a what's called a full funding of our school system this mm-hmm. year. Uh, disagree. You know, this governor uh, last year took a play uh a chapter from Governor Blagojevich when he he proposed to skip a pension payment. Mm-hmm. This year, he seems to be taking a page from his immediate predecessor, someone he campaigned against and, and was very vocal against. Uh, Governor Pritzker is essentially holding uh, those who rely on state funding hostage while his political agenda plays out. This is his tax proposal, his tax hike yeah. is proposed for this fall. And it's a really dangerous proposition. He's basically said, uh, here's your budget, but only if you pass this controversial tax increase in November. And the question, now, first of all, none of us know that that's going to pass. I I think there's ample reason to think that it won't. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't pass and the governor has set forward a budget that relies on it, that is going to create just devastation throughout the state. And imagine the, the groups who rely on that. Schools is an example. Basically, what the governor's saying is, schools, here's your money, but unless this passes, we're going to take it away. It's not going to be there. And um, it's a very reckless proposal from that regard. Say hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, Leah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very reckless proposal. My hope is that the legislature will, will take this thing in a different direction. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just the governor's proposal. The legislature's supposed to work and negotiate to try to come up with a balanced budget, not relying on those future revenues. And I'm hopeful that we can do that. Well, and as we know, anytime we see it happen from the federal government, like withholding the budget for some sort of political agenda is usually a really bad way to go. It's usually a bad move well, when things st- need to be funded. Well, this state was held hostage by the budget for a number of years. Yeah. And so I wonder how you can actually come out with your budget address when the majority of it is based on a what if. Well, and the fact that he campaigned against, again, Governor Rahner based on the same notion that, that Governor Rahner was holding people hostage. Now he seems to be doing the same thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, my my hope, I think there will be a cry from school groups and others around the state who say, look, just give us a predictable and stable revenue source this year. Let your political agenda play out. If it plays out in your favor, we'll deal with that reality next year. And if it doesn't, yeah. what we don't want to have is, you know, just this chaotic situation that came about from you betting on the outcome of that that political agenda. Absolutely. Um, So, uh, Catherine, you mentioned this even when we were chatting off the air a little bit. Uh, There's a lot of crazy bills that have been being put forth the last few days. Some of the crazy bills would include a a leaf blower bill, a pumping gas bill that we can't pump our own gas anymore. Uh, Senator Berrickman, I wonder if you have some thoughts on some of those crazier bills. These are are illustrative of the time that we live in in Illinois. Sure. These These are real legislative proposals by some of my colleagues. Uh, you know, I hear from people all around the state, uh, my, my phone, my email, some, some guy just the other day in the, in a parking lot, you know, ran across the <laughs> lot to like oh, yeah. say, Senator Bear, you know, you are, and, and he's very, very, he's like, you are not going to support this. You know, I think it was the gas attendant one. He yeah. said, what, what's going on here? And I said, well, look, you know, I'm opposed to these things. Mm-hmm. I have reason to believe that they're not going to become law. And I think one of the sponsors said that she's not going to move hers into law. But the sheer fact that people are putting, legislators are putting these uh, not only very controversial uh, proposals forward, but proposals that would be very detrimental 
and lack common sense uh, is it makes the public react to what is going on in, in Springfield. Well, and that's what the voter is thinking. When there's the, the the whole pension situation where the budget's based on a what if, and we're, every day there's a new news story that says, oh, well, we're not going to be able to pump our own gas. And I understand that was not Camille Lilly's actual intention behind the bill. I get it, and she has tabled it. But now we're with the leaf blower. Do you know what, I mean, yes, everything is causing damage. The headphones I'm wearing right now for my profession (laughs) are causing damage to my ears. But we're not going to outlaw those because I need them to work. There are landscape companies across the state that need those to work. There are farmers that don't have extension cords long enough to do what they need to do. So the voter is looking, saying, what's going on down there? And and if we did that, what would be next? You know, the lawnmowers? Right. So... (laughs) So, again, uh, you know, the, the good part of this is I don't anticipate these things going anywhere. Mm-hmm. The bad part is voters continue to elect people who believe that these are good public policies. And those people, look, elections have consequences. When you elect someone who says, I want to do all of these things, guess what? When, they're putting up, when they win that election, they go and try to put those proposals forward. Um, these are not new ideas to Illinois. These are ideas that you're seeing in California and elsewhere it's just that Illinois voters have elected people who've subscribed to these very extreme notions. And again, I think they'd be horrible for Illinois' public policy. And if you didn't vote and that's who's in office, right. that's also the problem. I have figured something out there now. Now it all makes sense why Leah's walking around with you. You said people are walking up and approaching you and yelling at you. They wouldn't do that if you've got your daughter standing right there. They'd be like, okay, I'm sorry, sorry. I'll leave she, you guys alone. She might punch him in the nose. Right. No. She's the best buffer. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, uh, Illinois State Senator Jason Barrickman, for hanging out with us. Uh, before I let you go, since I don't get a lot of chance to visit with you, is there anything else I'm missing, anything else I'm forgetting that you'd like to say before we uh, take a break? Uh, nope. I'm just hoping to get through the day. You know, with, <laughs> I've, I've got Leah for about an hour. I've got to go up to ISU for a big uh, group meeting next. And go. then uh, down to Springfield later today without her, though. That's fantastic. I right think now. you should take her. Uh, Disney <laughs> has been making live-action movies, by the way. If the live-action Monsters, Inc. happens anytime soon, they might She's have in. a... Yeah, I think <laughs> so. Call, huh? Yeah, She's you got, you got to get that movie made next. All right, All right. quick break. A lot more. Here you go. Uh, AM 1230 WJBC, uh, just chatting about the fact that neither one of us is 23. Uh, Catherine Murphy, you are the uh, news person here from 6 to 10 with the Scott Miller Show yes. every day on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I love the fact that you knew who my buddy was, by the way. I need to work with you more because when I work in the afternoons, <laughs> Neil is wonderful. I love Neil Doyle. I love Blake Haas. They're both 23 years old. They're very young. Right. You I say, have children older than them. Right. You say something that happened in the 80s, and they're like, I have no idea what those words are. Like any 23-year-old person. Yeah. And our guys are actually probably a little bit, you know, older sold than most, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd are going to make another movie. <gasps> Do you like those guys? I love them. Together, too? I love them. I know, them. they're the best. I love them. It is a dark comedy called The Shrink Next Door, um, but it'll be a Ron Burgundy, Brian Fantana-esque yes. kind of thing. Yes. I mean, it sound, this sounds awesome. Uh, the Shrink Next Door will come out in... Um, uh, late, I guess, next year, but it, it looks like a, a lot of people involved in it are very fancy people. It is a bizarre relationship between a psychiatrist that stars and his longtime patient, um, and those would be Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. I'm going to guess that Will Ferrell is going to play the evil doctor. He I is, yes, absolutely like correct. Yeah, be, yeah, right. And yeah. they they will feel somewhat similar to those characters that you saw from those. Do you like the uh, 
the the Anchorman movies. Yes, I'm a that guy. Was, They're uh, great. Anchorman two was my second date with the Irishman <laughs> of all things. Did he wink on the second date? No. Okay. No. The winking's the creepiest. That's, That's... A, you got to check the podcast to figure that out. But there are some dating tips that we talked about earlier in the day. I feel like if there's a wink, there's always got to be a right. <laughs> I don't. I've never winked at a person. Like purposefully, because like I feel like get right. Catherine is winking in studio very dramatically right now. Like what? And you, you, your mouth has to be wide right. open. Did ah, you, like did a you kid. understand the joke I just told? Well, wink, wink. I didn't even do it when I said that because yeah. I felt too uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, real quick before I take a break, I did this story in the afternoon. Uh, but Catherine, you have three dogs, so it might be a good question to ask you. Rover.com. Okay, they might be mm-hmm. a little biased. They recently put out some information that the average pet owner is much more likely, especially a dog owner, to take photos of their dog more often than a spouse and or other family members. Do you think that is true for you? Yes. Who the most recent photo you took? Is it a is it your one of your dogs or one of your family members? It's the cat. It's a cat. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it's still a pet. Sixty five percent of dog owners admit that they have multiple photos on their phone of their dog, much more so than of their significant other. Seventeen hours ago. <laughs> As for the Snapchat of too. my wow. cat, it yes. was in your Snapchat story. Uh-huh. Uh, the study also reveals that nearly half of people pulled said they find it harder to leave their dog at home for an entire week. This part makes it like, of course, uh, because of the human uh, counterpart situation. Like, you don't want to leave your dog alone for multiple days. But that, like, I think is what you're supposed to not do, right? right? Like, right. if you were going for a week, even if your dog is trained enough to get no, in and out, a, you gotta have a dog watch, right? Yeah. You gotta have somebody yeah. interact. The there. cat you can leave mm-hmm. alone, but. 94% of dog owners consider their dog to be an actual part of the family, uh, full with a last name, everything like that. Yes. 56% greet their dog first when they walk in the door before saying hello to any family members. Yes. Also nodding yes. Very well, because true. they greet me first. Right. I mean, they hear you and they run to mm-hmm. the door. Mm-hmm. If your children were to do that, you'd probably say hi to them, too. <laughs> But the children don't stand there at the front of the door like as happy as dogs are. If Sean comes running at me as I walk in the back door from work, <laughs> I think I would be frightened. <laughs> what is happening? What is what are you the doing? problem? Right. What are you doing? Wouldn't it be great, though, if every so often like we behaved like dogs for a day and just did oh. stuff like that? Like if, if, you know, I came home or if Betty came home and I was doing that, standing yeah. at the front of the door. I'm so hi, happy hi, to hi, see hi, you. Hi, 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 What hi, are we doing? What are we hi, doing right hi, now? hi. Hi. How's it going? Hey, did you bring yeah. something? Did you bring something? See? I think maybe we should do that. That should probably be like oh. a new national holiday. Act like a dog day. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. All right, quick break. A lot more. WJBC forecast from Heart of Illinois. ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly sunny today. A high of 27. Clear tonight. A low 12. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and mild with a high of 39. Saturday for the polar plunge. Sunny skies and a high of 48. You better hope it's at the time that you're plunging, though. Sunday evening rain showers expected with a high of 51. 14 degrees right now. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Catherine Murphy on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Greg Collins coming in for Scott Miller on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, By the way, I heard, Catherine, that the uh, radio people plunge last. Oh, so that's, a, that's good news right, for Hopefully you. that means it's as warm as it can be in the day. I'll have to see what the hourly forecast is. Buck told me that we're very respectful to all the other plungers, so Buck and I will just wait till absolute last. And we're also very smart. We're intelligent <laughs> I was to wait. I going to say, I don't right. think respect has anything I, to do hey, with that. Hey, I'm just being, it's like holding a door <laughs> for someone else, the polar plunge yes. version. 
Uh, Steve Fast is in studio. He's the Director of Public Information at Heartland Community College. Steve, thanks for being a part of the show. Hey, no problem. I have a question about that polar plunging going last. Yeah, Does go that ahead. mean that the water might also be slightly warmer because of the reaction of the people that yes. get in there? Sure. Yes. Early? Yeah. I'll take I did not do any I did not do well in science, but I'm gonna say sure to the things you're just saying. Their their activity might make everything much better for me. No, just we're the, talking about yeah. when you're scared or when little kids go in the kiddie pool and it's yeah. warmer oh, than the rest. Yes. Okay. I now understand what's going on here. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a pond though. Like, wouldn't that wash away? Is that what we're you saying? Keep, you keep thinking like that. Okay. You know the geese uh, do a lot of things in there too. Uh-huh. I've been told throughout the entire three weeks. That I I've... hear methane is warm. Oh, do, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why you're both enjoying this so much. And I was so like naive in what you just said there. I was like, oh, he's doing like a science thing. He's an educator. And you're like, no, man, people are going to pee in there. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for that. I mean, they might not. They might not. You never know. I don't know. True. Good talk we all had. Mm-hmm. Uh, truck driver training. That is one of the programs happening. Do you mind giving us a little bit more information about that program? Yeah. Speaking about people that know how to control their bladder. Exactly. Uh, long haul truck driving. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, that's actually, so at Heartland Community College, we do a lot of different things. We have the credit classes, of course, where people can go through, get their two-year degree, but we have a number of short-term, what we call work-ready programs as well, where people yeah. can enter for like eight weeks or 16 weeks and then come out of it with a certification that can help them get a job. So truck driver training is one of them, awesome. eight weeks, and the next sessions start in March on March 2nd and March 9th. So you can get registered in fairly short order here if you want to learn how to drive a truck. And they're daytime, they're evening for the daytime of the second evening and the exactly. night. That's very, very smart. And you call what number to do that? Uh, 309-268-8448. Uh, the Pharmacy Technician Program is also getting started somewhat soon, right? This is another one of those short-term programs, and it gets started on March 17th. And this is the people that help out the pharmacist. So you go into the retail setting, mm-hmm. you'll see somebody that's helping the pharmacist fulfill the prescriptions. You need to be qualified to do that, take a test, and we help train people to awesome. do that. Again, it's another eight-week program, so you can walk right into a job after eight weeks. If you want to stack up to something else in the healthcare industry, those credits can then stack for other degrees. See, very smart. There you go. Uh, I know that you do a lot of continuing education, and one that I love that you guys do there is babysitter training. That's something that you guys take on. That's a very smart thing to be taught at places like colleges because it probably makes a lot of people much more comfortable leaving their kids with someone who is a trained babysitter. Yeah, in fact, you probably want to check on that before you have somebody watch your kids. But babysitter training, you know, this is for like sort of middle school kids, you know, getting ready to get into that teenage years. And it's one of the many things that we have in our continuing education program. And we have a ton of these classes coming up over the local spring break. So March 23rd through 27th, we have classes for uh, middle schoolers like babysitting training, but we also have babysitting training. We also have a lot of other things like science and STEM and Mm -hmm. art programs that if you don't know what your kids are going to do over spring break, maybe you can take them out to these classes and they can actually go all day long. We have before uh, regular hours, yeah. uh, you know, supervised time and after regular hours, supervised time available. You know, I'd say about that. Um, when I was a kid in New Jersey, my mom worked at the community college there. She was a psychology teacher, which I was raised by a psychologist, which is wonderful. Ooh, in and of, I a lot. It does. See, exactly. <laughs> uh, but in the summer, she would take advantage of all those classes. So I do like a week of like Chinese camp and then a week of like this camp. And they're really valuable things. So I, I imagine a lot of the kids love it. And it's it's a really smart idea to put them in something like that 
for that week where they have all that time, right? Yeah, like, and, yeah. and so, I mean, if they're going to be off of school anyway, you might as well give them something fun to do where they can learn a little something, right. and that sort of helps your situation if you're trying to figure out what to do with them over that week. Well, and what's wonderful is the variety of things because you let the kids kind of pick. I saw that you also have performing arts as one yep. of the things they can do for a week. So if you have a kid that wants to be a performer, uh, like Catherine Murphy when she was younger, right? <laughs> Wanted to be an actress. Yes. See? Did you ever do any of those camps, any of the acting camps, anything like that? No. Okay. See, well, maybe you should. I don't think maybe. they had them back in the oh, old days. That oh. might have made the difference, Catherine. Yeah. Honestly, it like right have. now. We I could be, have been doing that instead of this. You would have been accepting an award at the Oscars just recently, if only for the training that you could have got at Heartland Community <laughs> maybe. College. Maybe. Um, and there's before and, and after care as well, and, and lunch is super- supervised, all that stuff. Yep. So it's kind of a really cool program. Uh, there's one other thing going on. There's some sort of... Uh, uh, tour, some jazz tour, something like that, right? Yeah, so our continuing education program, again, is very broad. These are classes that people come in, they do. They don't get credit of any kind. It's not for pursuing a degree, but it's just to, to kind of learn a little something. And we have about two or three of these tours per semester where it's like a bus trip. You mm-hmm. get on a bus, uh, all expenses are covered within your tuition, and you go do something. This one is a Chicago jazz and blues tour. Wow. You get on the bus. You go up to Chicago, you learn about some of the great historical locations in Chicago, mm-hmm. like Chess Records, um, the Green Mill Jazz Club, which is still there, yes, Aragon Ballroom mm-hmm. still there, yep. uh, Maxwell Street Market. You check out these things, you learn about the history of jazz and blues wow. and how it's intertwined with the history of Chicago. There's a little harmonica lesson in there you, you get to enjoy. And uh, your transportation, the food, the tour admission, and all that is covered with the one fee. And that is coming up on March 20th. So if you want to go on that trip, it might want to a good right deal. Now. I so have to be honest, trip. picking a harmonica too is actually sort of genius because that has to be the least disturbing of things for a kid to start learning how to do. Like if you'd handed a full guitar or something, that sounds more annoying. Have you never little... been around a child who has a harmonica? Are they as annoying? as it? <laughs> Catherine just looked at me like shocked. She's like, that's one of the most annoying of the things. Oh. But it's not like, you know, full on like violin or Listen, something. After my first husband and I got divorced, he sent my youngest child back to my house with a full set of <laughs> harmonicas. Every was, key, huh? Oh, it was a, it was hours, a good time? Hours. Hours. So what you're saying is you weren't annoyed at all. I was totally oh right. Okay. Gosh. That's what I'm and picking up. Harmonicas are more portable than drums, too. That's, so. oh, that's oh, right. true. So they can go into more rooms? Yeah. This is yeah, all sure. good talk. They can right, go well, to every room. Good to know. Go good in the know. car. I've learned a lot of things, Follow including that everywhere. I'm, I'm rather naive. <laughs> and the polar plunge, I no longer want to go last. <laughs> Thank you should go first. I should absolutely go first. Steve Fast, you are the Director of Public Information at the Heartland Community College. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you. Uh, quick break, a lot more. JBC. I'm better than ever. You're listening to The Great Collins Show on WJBC. Yeah, no, you're not. Uh, that's not what you're doing. But I appreciate Orion Samuelson. You are listening to The Scott Miller Show with Catherine Murphy on AM 1230 WJBC. I'm usually on in the afternoons. Uh, you know something I really like about this? I love multiple things about having a show, doing, uh, working at this radio station. Uh, but one thing I really like is the callers who call in in the breaks just to tell you you're doing a good job. We that have is, the best listeners. That is very atypical of most radio stations, by the way. But a gentleman just called, and he's like, Hey, Craig, how are you doing? I, I like your show. The one you do in the afternoons, I like the one you do in your morning. You're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm just like, thank you. And that's all he wanted to say. Just call in to say, good job. boy. We have some great, great listeners. I know. They're incredible people. Uh, I teased this story before our guest came in from Heartland Community College, so I want to pay it off now. At what age do you pick your absolute favorite band? If you had to identify one band that is your favorite, first, I guess, Catherine, who would that be? James Just, Taylor. Okay. When did you know that James was your favorite 
artist your favorite musician? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. So you would have been nine? Mm -hmm. Okay. Nine or ten. The average age is 13, apparently, and 64% of parents try as hard as they can to influence that taste (laughs) in their children, which I love. So so 64% of parents say by seventh grade, you know that your kid has picked a favorite artist, and you very much hope. You know, one of my favorites, um, maybe not, well, okay, two of my favorites are easily influenced by my mother. Uh, Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen. Oh, sure. Just easily, because yeah. that would play constantly. However, there is one that she tried to force on me that definitely didn't take, and that would have been ABBA. Oh. She tried hard with ABBA on all of her children, and I don't think any of us fully took it in. And pre- It's fine. They're I, it's classic. Fine. They're, they're classic. Not, not you know, disparaging them. And they have those the, the musicals. That are oh, yeah. for music. Oh, yeah. I've seen the musicals. Yeah. I've been brought to the musicals yeah. to try to force me even further. Eh, yeah. eh, nice. I will say that my uh, my oldest son and I, he went with me to my aunt's house in North Carolina when I was gone last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And he was playing music. We got our rental car and he put the aux you know, hooked the Bluetooth up and started playing music. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Panic at the disco uh-huh. or whatever these bands. And he starts playing Elton John. Boom. I know. Well, I'm like, well, that's amazing. Rocket Man. Rocket Man might be part. But did, right? you, did he, you influence with a lot of playing of the Elton John? We listened to it. Well, my his dad is a is a musician. A. Gotcha. Um, so we listened to a lot of he's had the gamut of Peter, Paul and Mary, James Taylor, mm-hmm. Bruce Coburn, Queen, mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah. All of it. Queen is incredible. Yes. By the way. Yeah. He also loves. He has a he has a cat named Rami. So uh, the musical taste that you're you're passing on to the children here is incredible right yes. now. I'm very proud. Yes. Uh, you know what's funny about this story is my brother has a daughter who is exactly 13, um, and he has I'm pretty sure her entire life. That's his oldest of his kids been trying to influence her musical taste, like really trying. Yes. Uh, there's a rock band out of New Jersey named My Chemical Romance. Yes. Okay. My brother loves my cat. I don't know why. Uh, we're all from Jersey. I don't know if that's what it is or something else because he's the only one in the family that has that thing. <laughs> but for some reason, his his oldest uh, uh, daughter, Iris, also loves them. He bought front row tickets to see them play in Detroit upcoming this year and immediately had to call me when he made the purchase. He said he waited on the Internet for like 55 minutes in that like you're waiting to be yes, next thing. The holding pattern. And then by the time he got there, there were a bunch of seats, you know, that were very, very close, which is what his goal was. Right. But there was one set of absolute front still left. And he's like, I couldn't I couldn't stop myself to try to get her even more interested in my oh. chemical romance. They're gonna see front row. That's incredible. I know. But it is selfish because Lars is still trying as hard as he can to push her. Like, how do you not have that be one of your favorite bands if at 13 years old you saw them front row? Yes, that's true. But I also look back to the bands that I really loved back then. And while I still listen to them, I probably shouldn't. Gotcha. Like a Haircut 100. (laughs) That's fine. You remember Haircut 100? You ever heard of them? I did. I have. Oh, okay. Nothing wrong with that. I was a big Go-Go's fan. Sure. Loved them. Adam Ant Mm -hmm. loved Adam Ant is still very playable. I would oh, say. Oh, well, Miss Goody Two Shoes, and right. that's about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But I, my youngest, and I don't know where this comes from, uh, he likes the he likes the rap music. He likes the rap and the hip hop. Okay. The, yeah, that's not mine. But he also listens to other music. And if there's a there's one song he knows my musical taste and he'll go, I gotta play this song for yeah. you. Yeah. 
Both I, of my kids are. I gotta play this song for you. Rap and, and hip hop seem to be like the the thing that younger people like right now. Like if you're twenty something, the odds of you having a favorite rapper seem much higher than yes. they used to be back in the day. Yes, uh, I will say that I went through an angsty period around that that age, around twelve, thirteen. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the emotional songs, the emotional bands. Oh sure. And I have definitely mentioned a time or two that Savage Garden. Was a band oh, that I enjoyed a lot. As long as it's not Nickelback, we'll be okay. No, it's okay. Savage Garden. I knew I loved you before I met you. Is a song that I can sing word for word to this day. <laughs> I could I could perform it right now. When I was on my way up to Chicago to fly out with my son, yeah, I have a whole and who has these still in their car? A big case of CDs. Nice. And I pulled one out, and it is a James Taylor album from the 80s, like the mid-80s. I haven't listened to it, and I don't know how long, and I put it in, and I'm like, person to person, a bad man. I knew every word, every song, all 12 cuts. I knew it. I would love to have people answer that question, 829-2345. What is a song that you loved so much when you were younger that you know to this day, even if it's been years, you could sing every word, you could probably acapella the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We don't even need to play a karaoke version. Mm-hmm. Call us and let us know, 829-235. Mostly sunny skies and cold, a high of 27 today. Tonight, clear skies, calm winds, low of 12. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and mild, high of 39. Saturday, sunny skies and breezy, high of 48. 48 sounds good for a polar plunge. Sunday, evening rain, showers, um, high of 51. And right now, it is 14 degrees at WJBC. Yeah, it's rocking. This is not a rock song. Power ballad. Right. That is literally the first and only time on radio that someone said, let's rock it, and then started playing Savage Garden. I don't, what, all the words. Wasn't this in a movie? Yeah. For, uh, is it Four Weddings and a Funeral? I, it has to be one with uh, Julia Stiles because she's in the music video. Oh, so well, that, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. Um, you're right. Maybe it's not. I don't remember what it was, but uh, that I'll was a popular it. song at the time. Uh, John from Clinton hung up, by the way. He gave oh. up. Yeah, I know. He said the Beatles Abbey Road album was his... His album, that yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. And I had asked that question a different time on the Craig Collins show in the afternoons and on my social media page, like what was that best album you can remember? But the question now is actually a little bit more specific. What song have you not heard in years, but maybe you loved it so much that you're sure you know all the words to this day? Because uh, it always blows my wife's mind when like songs come on the radio that I know all the words to. She's like, why do you know all the words to this this song? And I'm like, because at a time, Betty, it was very popular. But when you think, when you hear the name Savage Garden. <laughs> you, you think of a very different band. You don't think Australian pop duo. No, you do not. No. And actually, Darren Hayes, the lead singer, might have done a, had a solo career that was not a success. And I might have owned some of those <laughs> CDs, too. I might know some of those songs. Oh, what Insatiable? Was... I could sing all the, wor- all the words in that one. No one knows what that song is. No, I've never heard that and one. And you should never, by the Who way. Who did The King of Wishful Thinking? Do you remember I, the that King of song? Wish- from, I, for it sure. was from Pretty Woman. Yes, uh, we're going to Google that uh, now because that's how this works. Because that's another one that if, you, if that came on right now, I could sing it yeah, every well that, word. That is not... Um, go West. Yeah, that is Go West. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> I got it right here. Although I don't you? know if it, I don't know if the if the ad will play first. Yeah, I know because it's the it's the YouTube's. All right, let's try to race this out. We got like a minute left here to go. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, do you got it? I, I have I'm it. I'm hitting play. Okay. I don't know. But... I I have it. If you need it. Oh oh, it's going to an ad. So you go ahead. <laughs> you better not give. My... You go ahead. Catherine, anytime you want to take this, I'm you take taking. it. And I won't miss the way that you kiss me. Cause never carved in stone. Yeah, we go. Gotta get to the hook. Of the town. 
My ship's not sinking. It's it fine. I jumped in the song. Look I'm at Catherine over go. You, I'm the king um, now seems like the most appropriate time to tell you at one time in my radio career.